Oh yeah, it was so easy. You can't believe it. No, it wasn't. Hi, Eva, and welcome to Tuba Yugen Radio, the podcast series that talks about all things Tuba Negro, the Tuba Yugen, and everything else Tuba related in between. It is the series that has the most absurd yet original takes, but we all know it's so refreshing, just like a glass of long cut of being served to you at bar base on a summer's day. I'm Audio Slave 3, and today we go into this lovely Nordic nation, which is the birthplace of the likes of the moments, Yari Lindnaman, Kimi Raikkonen, and of course, the documentary of the summer. We just want to have a good time all the time. Shabesta took the time to visit Poyas Haggis' very own Kill Mr. Crawley, aka Yuka, who is the brainchild behind We Just Want to Have a Good Time All the Time. And they have an amazing chat about what makes the Tubi Yugen in Finland so unique. The artists who are related to Tubi Negro and also some Easter eggs that you'll find out as you watch the du- entire duration of this amazing documentary that has been shown across Europe. So we're talking about not just in Finland alone, but also in Germany, where the World Tobi Yutaga is being held in Hamburg, Germany. And it seems that it's not going to stop anytime soon because they're aiming towards countries like Norway, Sweden, and the likes. But I will not hold you guys back any further. We shall go over to Shabesta and hear more about this amazing documentary that Yuka has put out. And Yuka, if you're listening to this, just so you know, you're not just my president, you're not just a fellow to be Yugen member, but you're also my brother. See you So we're living in a really great time these days, uh, as Tobi Yugen is starting to look back at, some, back at some sort of history, and decades now. And for that reason, it's my great pleasure to have uh, killed Mr. Crawley from True Vegan. If I'm butchering that, excuse me, Poyois Haga. Is that right? Yeah, pretty much so. Pretty much so, yeah. <laughs> That's a very polite. It's Finnish. So uh, it's close to my heart for people who know me. But uh, you are the guy who did the, the True Vegan uh, documentary. You gotta have a good time all the time, right? Yeah. So you did have been doing that for quite some time, as I understand. Maybe, but that, uh, maybe just explain the whole project and what you have been doing and why you started actually doing it. Yeah, maybe it's uh, easier to start from the why. Uh, we started in uh, 2015, and uh, back then I was I was thinking about you know like uh, that you know like Turbo you can community. I think it's I know it's a cliche Turbo you can save my life, but I felt that Turbo you can has given me a lot as a community already back then and I was thinking that I really want to give something back to the mm-hmm. community and I was also thinking like uh, in a world that we're living that people could really really you know learn something from us Turbo Jugens mm-hmm. from our values and our you know way of life how, how we see things and how we treat each other and all that so we started to talk about it with uh, Jyrki from uh, Turbo Jürgen, the Jürgslet. Yeah. Uh, people know him also as um, Jürgen. Jürgen de Ravenus. Ravenus. So yeah, we started to talk about that. And uh, he agreed that, yeah, this is a good story to tell. But yes, there is a story here. 
So we started the whole thing in 2015, I think it was uh, November in Oslo Bloodbath. Mm -hmm. We got the uh, opportunity to talk to Turbo Negro back then. So that's how it all started. But yeah, the process has been really, really long. Uh, mainly because... It's eight uh, years now, right? Yeah, it is eight years. First, it was uh, slow because it was uh, indie production. We really didn't have money for anything. So it was, you know, like... It wasn't that easy to uh, organize all like interviews and traveling everywhere and so on. Because, because you had to travel everywhere to get to get the interviews. In. Yes. Who yes. would you interview? Jugens or band? Uh, yes, we have we have interviewed uh, uh, like uh, Happy Tom, Rune, and uh, Tony from uh, mm -hmm. members that are now in the band, and also uh, we got later on uh, the chance to interview uh, ex members of the band like Bingo. Uh, Begard and uh, Harry. Oh, Harry Neger. Yes. Harry Neger. Which was a really, really cool thing. But also a lot of Turbo Jurgens, of course. Mm. And mostly like uh, chapter presidents. Yeah. So there are chap uh, presidents from uh, like Scandinavian countries and mostly Finnish people. Because when you're doing do a documentary, you really have to have some sort of a point of view. And for us, That was, of course, being Finnish and in Turbojugend. So it yeah. was the easiest point of view for us. I mean, you, can, you couldn't do it worldwide. I mean, with, yes. you kind of not fly to Brazil yeah, and uh, yeah. take a video and then fly yeah. back. It's just not there's the, like the budget, the scope of the budget probably. Yes. But we also had, you know, some uh, Turbojugends from other countries than just Scandinavia. We had uh, Marcus uh, Dietenthaler. Yes. And Balthasar also... Balthasar Cathesis. Yes. From uh, in Chicago formerly. Yeah. Yeah. And also LD, the former president of uh, St. Pauli. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so where was I? <laughs> yeah, we're so, in the process of uh, yeah. you, the, the scope of where you compiled yeah, it and starting yeah. it from 2015. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, uh, there was a lot to film, but the filming part was the easy one. Mm -hmm. uh, when I actually got to the edit part, that's when I realized how huge this project is mm -hmm. and how green I am. Yeah. So uh, it's been very educating for me. So I think it was uh, 2016 when we uh, were able to screen kind of a preview version of the documentary here in Hamburg. I was there. Or, or was it 2017? It was in a cinema, right? Yeah. In yeah. Schanzefittel, I yeah. guess, right? Was it Schanzefittel? Yeah. And, and it, the idea was that I would show the first 30 minutes of the documentary. Yes. When I got back home, I trashed it. I thought, okay, this is shit, this doesn't work. And that was the whole process. I edited it quite many times. Mm -hmm. before you worked I, over and over it. Yeah, before mm -hmm. I really found out the way how the pieces would fit together, mm -hmm. what the actual story is. And it was really good. It just you know, takes a lot of patience to do it in that way. But that really made the movie. But that was only one reason. Then uh, in... Uh, like 2018 and 2019 uh, I was diagnosed with a severe depression and anxiety order mm -hmm. and I was pretty much uh, treating myself with alcohol so I was in really deep waters and in a really really dark place so that kind of you know like forced me to put things on hold to take a break yeah mm -hmm. so I really needed to uh, take care of myself before I could you know, finish the yeah. very 
challenging task ahead that I had with the post-production uh, of the documentary. But I went, when I got my shit together, then I started to really put myself into it. And now when I look, look back, I don't really, you know, like, uh, regret that it took that many years to do. It actually took as many years as it needed to, you know, take. Yeah, I mean, there, what, is there any, there's no... You know, looking at what I, I mean, comparing it to my podcast uh, yep. when I started, that I, my my core basic first idea was like, okay, now I mean, I was so, sort of selfish, like I want to do some never talk English at work, and I want to, yeah. I would like the, the the format of a podcast, and what can I talk about, or what can I use, which is the the, the content that I'm familiar with, and it was obviously true, you and then this was the first the, the, the selfish uh, approach, and then the other one was like, fuck. I think we really need to to conserve, like to, to conservate this the whole move, the whole movement, which has been existing since the early two thousands, early two thousands, yeah. right? So it's a it's a big thing, and what I think is that, like capturing that whole thing and uh, talking to people, and this is still, and it goes out to the listeners. If you feel like you want to talk about Tuvi Yukon or even bring up old stories. Via podcast, recording it's kind of easy and it's like a radio thing. So it's what I think and what I wanted to ask you is also this is how and how far is this aspect of documenting the Trubi Jugend for later decades? Is that something that that that, that was uh, behind your idea and what was uh, driving you? It it was definitely part of it. Because, uh, of course, there's a lot of, you know, like, questions and uh, doubts and uh, confusion when it comes to Turbojugend. And when you you hear a lot of when you're near Turbojugend, like, what is Turbojugend? What do you guys do? It looks weird and like cra- especially crazy. Especially when we are in, in masses as here yeah, in Hamburg, exactly. recording that thing here uh, in Hamburg at the Welt-Turbojugend. Yeah. So, we, like, we're looking at 500 people wearing the yeah. jacket and doing stuff. It's like... What is that? Yeah, we get that all the time. Yeah, exactly. So it, the documentary really answers those those questions. Mm-hmm. It it explains a lot of things, sheds a light into the subject. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it tells the story of of a bit about the history of, of the band, and then also how Terry you can start it, how it started, what it was in the beginning. Is and that the, the big Bela B thing? Like the Edset, Bela who the guy from the Edset, a German punk rock band who was carrying around the sofa in St. Pauli <laughs> with Blümchen and everything. This is some, maybe that's a German related look at it. Or I, I haven't heard that version. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> you have to see the film, and uh, that, that's one of, one of the core stories. And I think uh, there's a really cool one. Mm-hmm. It's, it's by mostly the guys, the ex members of the band. Mm-hmm. Tell you know like how the how old stories yeah, of the old yeah. trooper Neger, yes. Neger, but, you know, and that's also one of the good things. How, why why you know like why we, or the good things about the fact that we took so long to make this film because in uh, I think it was in 2018 maybe when uh, the ex members of Turbo Negro came to Finland to play in Helsinki must be destroyed. I know, I and was there. Yes. I saw the whole scenery. I saw the whole 23 <laughs> minutes of uh, mayhem. I saw the bottle thrown, the micro th- microphone thrown, and I saw a bunch of people leaving the leaving the concert because they, 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 they couldn't oh, understand man. what they are witnessing. They witnessed a little yeah. bit of old school, real death punk, yeah. core death punks. That was like, uh, you know, like probably like 
for old schoolers, that was like a flashback into what Turbonecker used to be. I know. It used to be. A t- I, I know, <laughs> but nobody understood band. it. But yeah, yeah, it was a flashback, as, as you say, yes. back in time. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, we will. I, I was there, and I, I, mean, I, I flew for, into Finland for that. Yeah. It was it was it January? Whether well, it was snowy, at least it was snowy. I think January or February. Yes, yeah. it was really cold. I yeah. flew over for a 23-minute set, but you know, you see sets. Yeah. And then, okay, yeah, whatever, it was a concert. And then, no, whatever, but it was a nice concert. But this one, because he threw that microphone, and you had this this long-lasting sound of the microphone, like nobody would know what is happening here. I mean, eventually, we can say that, they had a discussion. They, they were arguing on stage, right? Yeah. Yes. Yep. That was Super Necro uh, in Helsinki. But the other, Good that, stuff. That gave us the opportunity to talk with them uh, on camera. Mm-hmm. And that was, yeah, that was mayhem, too. <laughs> yes. in a different way and a good one yeah you flew but you but you flew into Norway for the recordings no no no, no we we did it in Helsinki with the ex-members yes so that that was a good one because that really gave a lot of uh, depth into the documentary mm-hmm. because we only had like 15 minutes of time uh, with the members now in the band so we had to really, you know, like squeeze everything into a really short time before yes, their yes. show. So, so yeah, this gave a lot. So if Happy Tom is listening, and I know he is, you know, you're more than happy to have a longer conversation. <laughs> happy Tom is loaded. He can fly everywhere. I'm still grateful for those guys. I can't say anything bad about them. And it no. was their management who said that. Well, yeah. Only, so. But still, they're grown-ups, <laughs> and I'm critical here, Mr. Tom. <laughs> You can decide to fly over for a documentary, especially for your band, for your, I don't know, 15,000 members worldwide fan club. So get your beautiful ass over. But, you know, I think, but, uh, but you're done now. Um, are you, like uh, coming to the status of the, of the project, is it done now? Is it finished? Or are you still in the process of adding stuff to it? I'm not adding anything anymore because uh, at, at some point you really have to stop. Because this is endless. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, there's the, my podcast is endless. Yeah. I'll be, you know, but that's what I'm doing. Catching tidbits from here, there, and Yugens yeah. from South America and from Finland and what and from the US. Uh, because yeah. I know that most of the people are listening on that podcast from the US. I know that my yeah. data, but you can go on and on and on. But maybe yeah. not with a documentary. Yeah. And, because and, at one point you want to release, right? Yeah. When is it gonna be released? Uh, I'll. <laughs> I'll answer the first one mm-hmm. for that. Uh, yeah, because uh, you tend to look back, you, you look at your footage, and you're like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. I really didn't know how to do certain things. I didn't know shit about field recording or stuff like that. So you look at the footage and you're like, oh, yeah, I could have done a better job. And should I do this again? And then you're like, no. Oh, is it, it is no. like it is sometimes. Yeah, and you know, like if you're redoing it, you're probably going to you know miss out a lot of good stuff. And yeah, it's, some it's some totally, natural or yeah. original. You know, why would you cut? We don't. It wouldn't right? be a punk. Yeah. So yeah, that that's the thing. But yeah, it's it's going to be released on DVD at the end of September. But uh-huh. the pre-orders have started now. To, where, where to celebrate the Welturbojagentage. Okay. So it can be uh, pre-ordered uh, from the movie distributor's uh, web shop, but the easiest way is to go to turbojugenddocumentary.com and there you can find a link and there you can find uh, some translations because un- unfortunately the web shop 
cannot be translated into English. Uh, you know, they don't have the effort. Is it a Finnish Yeah, yeah. That's hard. But, but then again, you can, you know, like use Google Chrome and just hit translate. Of course. So yeah, of course. It is, and easy. nowadays it isn't a problem. So, yes. yeah, it's, it's pretty easy still. But yeah, uh, the DVD also has uh, 54 minutes of deleted scenes, which is almost uh, the Dick, length Dick's of only. the... <laughs> Dicks and asses. <laughs> Well, they're of old I white men. I should have done also that sort of a thing. Well, you can, you know, he can. It gives you a chance to have a an X-rated yeah. version. Yeah. For but <laughs> but it's almost length of the documentary because the documentary is sixty uh, four minutes long. Great. So, mm-hmm. so there is a lot of uh, bonus content on it. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, I've I've watched uh, the first part. Uh, back in, I forgot the year, but but some years ago. But finally, and it's a good thing that I mean that you you did it, and finally it's out. And I can only encourage people. And I post, I'll be posting the link where people can buy and down uh, buy uh, the the DVD. Uh, will it ever? Well, one question that just came uh, across my mind: Will it ever be uh, available on uh, as a streaming thing or on YouTube? Would, or would you be resistant to do that? Uh, there will be a digital. Uh distribution also and that will happen at some point uh, during this year i still don't know what it actually will uh what it actually means Mm. we're gonna go through that after the dvd release we have you know like taken one step at a time yeah first the theatricals then the dvd and then go to digital distribution there will be at at least some sort of bod things so Mm -hmm. people can uh, rent it but it remains to be seen what the platforms are because probably they also have to, you know, like uh, the distribution company has to make some deals with uh, some streaming services. Like so. rights and everything? Yeah. yeah. Mm. So it's professionally done. And it, I mean, all the yep. work that you put in for the Jugend to, to capture yep. the Jugend as a movement. And I perfectly understand that you, you, that's the reason why you did it and why you talk to all those old members. And it's, it's a great thing. I mean, just like... In the, up my alley, so to say, because that's exactly the same thing. Why I'm re- doing stuff on for 100? What is it now? Eight? As we talking here? That's incredible. Podcast. Well, you know, there's tons of stuff to do, but tons of I documenting that stuff. It's you know, it's it's in my world. It's a very to be, people don't grasp that. In 20, 30, 40 years, people will be talking about two Yeah. In Definitely. a very very interested way because yeah. it is so special for a Norwegian punk or punk rock band to have it to gather a following like we have and the way we treat each other as you said yeah it's a beautiful thing and uh, I mean just, just talking about here in the back street of the Ripperbahn here in Hamburg it's a beautiful thing you run into so many nice people this is a perfect microcosm and thank you so much on, the, on behalf of Trooper you ready for capturing everything and putting all that crazy work in it because it takes time and it takes effort and it and i'm thanking you for that on behalf Thank of you. the true radio and the Jugend. Uh, so great um people order that stuff get that dvd uh, it's a good thing and it's uh there's much work put into it and get that dvd it's a collector's item yeah it's pretty safe to say because it is also a limited edition so yes. yeah get, yours get that now. stuff now all right So, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. It was my pleasure. It's always cool. Take care and rock on. Thank you.
Hey hey, and welcome to Cream Buff, the music segment that gives Spotify playlists a run for its money. I'm Audio Slave 3, and as the honorary fin that is recognized worldwide, I'm the best authority figure to recommend you some of the most interesting and forgotten gems that hailed from Finland over the years. See, Audio Slave 3 was such a geek back in high school, so to speak. And he had a huge fascination with Finnish bands such as him, The Six Nine Eyes, Enciferum, and Kopilani, uh, just to name a few. But also at the same time, there was a particular interesting group called Chodorona Bodum that was led by the late Alexi Laiho, rest in peace, who was the vocalist and guitarist of the band. But also at the same time, he had a hardcore trio side project called Killa Hullut. Now that band was helmed by Visa Vesku Jokinen, who did the vocals for most of the songs. And also on drums was Tonmi Lilman, rest in peace as well, who used to be in Lordi. So this trio, um, they came up with fun nonsensical songs, but in a very hardcore punk element. And they were very catchy, um, to say the least. Now you must be wondering, what does Kilahulut mean? Well, the direct translation just means village idiots. And I think that was the vibe they were conveying through some of their songs where they were pretty much being at ease with who they are. And today's track um, also came with a single and a music video and it's called Kelly Hanurisa. So sit back, open your ears, shut your eyes and enjoy the music. This is Audio Slave 3, and you're listening to Tobiogan Radio. We have to stop because it came some stone or something through Timo's uh, seat, up in the ass of Timo.
Hey man!